0: Hello and welcome to the show. I am your host, Matthew Cutler Welsh. This is Homestyle Green. And we are up to episode 15. This week I have an interview with an Ian Scott. Now, Ian is an eco design advisor and he works with the Auckland Council. And they provide a fantastic service of giving independent in-home advice for people doing renovations and improving their home. And the best thing about Eco Design Advisor is that it's free. Um, So listen in to what Ian has to say. He's got some great advice, um, talks a lot about some of the problems that he often sees in in houses and a few tips and tricks on how to fix that. Um, More information from the Eco Design Advisors can be found on their website and I'll give some more details at the end of the show. Um, that's enough for me I'll uh, get stuck in let's get stuck into it so mr Ian Scott thank you very much for joining us today just want to start out talking about what uh, we'll cover in a moment what what it is what an EDA is and what it is you do but to start with can you just describe a little bit about how you got to be doing what you do now and, and sort of what your background is? Okay, my background is in communications
1: and journalism. Um, I've been a journalist for 25-odd um, years now. That's without giving away my age. And uh, in the latter years, I was in public relations. Uh, i went down to Christchurch after um, enjoying the, uh, the corporate media scene up in Auckland. Christchurch appealed. I, I felt that the um, environmental attributes of some of my clients down there were, was appealing. In, and in when what, I, when yeah, I got down way? there, I um, uh, very quickly worked into local government, into Environment Canterbury, and uh, and became a, uh, um, a social Social marketing um, uh, person with Environment Canterbury, particularly promoting and advocating for warmer houses yeah. and for cleaner air through the Environment Canterbury Clean Heat project.
0: So you you said that you thought that uh, the well the, the environmental ideas of people attracted you down there, is it? That...
1: That's right. Yeah, I mean I had a couple of clients. From Christchurch, so I, I had some uh, understanding of what they were on about. They were quite innovative, I found. Um, Kiwi people who were doing good things for uh, for for uh, innovation and um, design of technologies, and uh, with a particular environmental focus, and, 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 and that, that, that really appealed to me. I felt that, that they were quite ethical in their outlook and uh, quite environmentally uh, grounded.
0: So that, and, and that was. Going on more in Christchurch than than Auckland at the time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There was there was. I mean, obviously Auckland has probably got those people as well, but yeah. it just appeared to me that the ones that I was dealing
0: with seemed to come from South Island for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and and so was well, social marketing. Did you say social marketing, social media? Uh, I that's they're, they're terms that are pretty commonplace these days. But um, I imagine things were a little bit different in that sort of field. Uh, when are we talking a few years ago?
1: Well, if we're talking about 2002, when I went down to Christchurch, the um, the Clean Heat Project um, was was just beginning, and that was uh, quite quite fundamental to the way the local government was was dealing with uh, the issues of Christchurch's air pollution. Right. And um, and in general, there was a very strong Social marketing component to that, and and what did what did uh, yep.
0: social marketing look like in in two thousand and two? The you mean Christchurch the air quality? Oh no, social marketing in general. What what did the term social marketing refer to in two thousand and two?
1: It was very heavily based around one to one marketing, um, rather than uh, one to many so yeah. it was a matter of getting into people's homes and talking to them directly wow, about that. what their needs were and and how to fulfill those needs yeah and we um as part of the clean heat project we had uh we had assessors who went into homes and they gave each home individual advice and and that i guess is uh what i'm still doing today albeit i'm not so much uh, promoting and marketing that service, I'm actually doing that service. So right. and, uh, I, I feel yeah. like I've kind of gone from one side of the marketing equation to the other, but it's actually much more fulfilling actually being there and, and talking to people one to one.
0: Sure. So, so you're more on the, on, on the delivery side now. Um, how, how does a journalist become uh, someone who advises people on um, how to make their house better?
1: Well, I think it's it's quite seamless. Actually, it's uh, it, you know a lot of this is, is education. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look at media as being a, an, a channel for education, then you can uh, you can convey information to people, which will help them to make decisions about about their what they do and what they buy and what, how they live. Yeah. Um, social marketing has a. More of a focus on community benefit, if you like. So it tends to be employed by agencies such as local government or central government departments to get across certain messages, um, as they uh, as they say, using the tools of the enemy against them. Yeah, um, Yeah, if you understand what I'm getting at. Sure. So you know, you can use advertising. You can use mass media, you can use all sorts of forms of of getting messages across yeah. to people in social marketing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to be most persuasive, you need to find out directly what their needs are and, and, and how to meet them.
0: And that involves, like you say, that one-on-one uh, getting in people's homes. Is that is that what you mean?
1: Exactly. Or at least getting uh, in front of small groups and, and having discussions and getting feedback we do uh, a lot of research, and, and communications companies in general use research as a tool, but they very rarely um, close the, the, that communication loop and go back to those people with direct responses to to what they're saying about a product or a service or or a, or a communications message.
0: Yeah, right, and and that brings us to you've you've kind of described there a little bit about what you do as an eco design advisor in your your current role now what what in your own words uh how would you sum up what an eco design advisor is
1: sorry matthew i've pulled the plug out
0: oh uh are you back yeah i'm back again now okay that's fine um in your in so in your own words how would you how can you describe what an eco design advisor is so eco design advisors were set up in
1: two thousand and seven um by brands building research association uh to fill a need for uh independent impartial um, tailored advice for homeowners about products or services or systems or
0: or habits
1: that they can use to improve the way they live.
0: Right. That's an interesting point. So it, it's, it's about stuff as in products and uh, things that you can buy but it's also about behaviors and how you operate those things and the house in general. Mm. So not tied specifically. Absolutely, to- that's
1: that's um, to me, it's the more important aspect um, of the way we communicate and the way we get outcomes that we're wanting to achieve. Uh, yeah. We can we can fill a house with all sorts of products and stuff, and and we can, you know, we can design it optimally and so on. But all of that could be undone just by the way that people use. Use the house and use the systems. In it.
0: Uh, are there some are there some key ones in terms of habits and, and behaviours that you see? Are, are there things that you you see regularly that that you you try and change?
1: Oh yeah, no. look there's classic there's classic behaviours not using fans and extractors and bathrooms and kitchens. Um, sorry, my dog is barking. You can probably oh, hear I'm that. Sorry. Hello, dog. Oh, hello. Okay, so probably the first thing that we see mainly about people's houses is that they are um, they are cold and damp, and we see that in probably about half of the homes that we visit, if not more, in fact, usually that's the number one reason that people want to to get us in and and a lot of that is due to um, you know the the fabric of the home and and the fact that our building stock is really poorly insulated and and uh, poorly heated. But yep. a lot of it is also due to the fact that people just don't use the houses and the and the systems in them properly. Right. Um, and so the, the the number one thing that we find is that the ventilation systems aren't used where they are available, um, or if there are no um, extractor fans in bathrooms um, or kitchens, that people don't open windows. So we get a lot of dampness that comes into houses as a result.
0: When you say ventilation systems, you're talking whole house ventilation systems or Extractors and ducts and things like
1: extractors that. Extractors mainly. I think right. the the ventilation system is a is a more more recent addition to uh, to homes and and certainly people are buying those, installing them and they are, uh, are having a beneficial effect in a lot of cases. Um, some cases they're having uh, a less than beneficial effect yeah. and and so we have to. Um, again look at the house and say is it a suitable house for this particular type of system right but mainly what I'm talking about here is just your your typical uh, bathroom fan extract fan or your kitchen range hood or, or extract fan in a kitchen and just the fact that people don't tend to use them um, or they don't use them often enough or they don't leave them on uh, or their how or their room their their bathroom in particular is not is not ventilating it's not operating properly. Probably because it's um, it's too tightly sealed, right? And and so the, the the fan is sucking away, but it's actually not taking out the air from the room. So the way that people use those things is is critical, and and trying to automate them so that they um, they use them every time um, is, is is one of our strategies. Um, again, some people don't like that idea. If they if they're just going in to wash their hands, they don't want a fan coming on every time they turn the light on. Right. Um, so that, and so, so there are always issues with trying to 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 get around people's behaviour and patterns and
0: yeah, and, yeah. and ways of doing things. So that's when you you can hardwire the fan so that the fan comes on at the same time that the light is on in the bathroom. Is that
1: exactly? That yeah, and, and you know you can. There's ways of doing it. You can put them on timers. Um, you can have a humidity stat um, that automatically starts up the fan as soon as it detects steam. Um, those kind of things are always you know you know uh, improvements. But but even just getting people to 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 regularly switch on the fan. Um, you know, is a is a start, and if you can get that into people's um, uh, habits, and they can form that habit, and they understand the benefits of it, right? Uh, classic social marketing is that you need uh-huh. to understand why you're doing something. You won't just do it just because people tell you to. You've got to have an understanding of the benefit of it.
0: Back to the social marketing, so it it does uh, fit in there quite nicely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, staying staying on on the role, you mentioned there that cold and damp would be one of the key reasons that people call you in the first place is that a standout one really the coldness the and the dampness
1: absolutely the probably as I said the number one reason that people want to get us around us to improve their comfort and uh, and and to a lesser extent the efficiency of their houses um, right. and environmental
0: people, people more concerned about that that just the Damp and cold, rather than running costs, and, and uh, yeah, that and, that that is
1: seems to be the case. We do we do research, and that is uh, is the number one reason that people say they've called
0: us in. Not to save the planet.
1: Unfortunately, not. I mean, it, it it's it's a it's a close third, I think, yeah. out of the overall drivers. You know, the people are wanting to save money, um, yeah. but if you if you give the people the choice of of spending a bit more money but being a bit more comfortable they will probably go for the comfort as being the being the main driver yeah you know they' they're, they're they're sick literally of, of living in these old um, you know wooden tents that we live in
0: yeah and um, so you, you mentioned that ventilation is quite a big one um, and that that's obviously a, a big issue for for a lot of our houses is that what you would um, is, is that one of the biggest issues or do you see – do you often go to a home and they've called you up for one reason uh, and you find other things that they should perhaps be more worried about?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are, um, uh, are seeing – Quick solutions as being the way, and they really just want you to come in and sign off their new heat pump or their new, um, you know, uh, condensation uh, anti-condensation system. You know, there's the, they they want the the sort of silver bullet, and we have to go through a process of educating them about the way houses work, about the fact that everything is connected and when you change one thing you have to be careful that you don't have an unintentional effect on another part of the house
0: Right So Um, to some people you mentioned uh, that they call you after the fact you you, you often find that they're trying to get you to legitimise a recent purchase
1: (laughs) um less commonly I think if they've made a good you know if they've made a big investment in something they don't really want to know that it's wrong yeah and and so they'll they're less likely to 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 have someone come along and 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 kind of um, give them their opinion I, I think uh, usually they are aware that it's a um, that it is an issue that there has been a problem and the solution that they've got is not is not what they wanted, um, or yeah. is not what they uh, is not working for them. So they yeah. get dusted in to say, uh, "Okay, what else can I do?" And and it's a bit like kind of piling, you know, one solution on top of another solution. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we we might say to them, "Look, just switch that off. You know, don't use that. Try this and and see if that works for a while, and see if you get you know a better result. And then you might find that that piece of kit that you put in is actually not not worthwhile."
0: Yeah. No, and I was gonna. I was just stating that we we have some pretty bad houses in New Zealand, uh, typically very cold. In fact, I was speaking to my my wife's uh, sister is a doctor. She's a paediatrician, and she was commenting, she was talking to me about how many um, children she sees that are wheezing and, and have asthma. And uh, I wasn't very surprised by that at all, but uh, she was being quite blown away by that. Uh, and I said, well, it's probably because of a, something to do with New Zealand houses. What, what, what does, what do we need in New Zealand? What do we need to do to fix our our housing stock?
1: Well, we we need to work hard at at getting people to to understand how houses work and and that they are um, they they are continuing. Jobs. It's not like you can just build a house and say that's it. It's done now, and we don't have to do anything to it. It's um. It's like a like any anything that you buy a large purchase. You need to maintain it, and and most of the problem we see with building stock is is the fact that we've deferred maintenance on them for for years and years and sometimes decades to the degree that now they are no longer fit for. For the purpose of what we're what we're trying to do in them in this day and age,
0: right. So typically, what what would some of those important maintenance uh, jobs be?
1: Well, number one,
0: insulation, and and that's
1: good that the government has 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 provided incentives and raised the awareness of of the importance of insulation. And we've uh, we've we've got houses now that are um, being upgraded to uh, a, a standard that 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 is. At least, um, at least uh, building code, perhaps yeah. in some instances, yeah. or in some aspects of the house, and uh, and and so that's good. You know, we've we've got we've got situations now where people are are, are finding that they don't have to heat their homes with a with a large stove uh, using lots of firewood each night. So that's one one good thing. Yeah. But that's only been done to i think about 200,000 houses so far yeah. we've got another 800,000 or so that yeah, are still yeah. um back in the 1970s pre-insulation era yeah. uh, they have little or no insulation in the ceilings and underfloor um usually none in the walls um very poor levels of of uh of glazing and uh and as a result and and often no window furnishings to compensate for that loss through the windows and and and
0: do you see people regularly who just accept that? you know how how some people how do you think some people have gotten to a situation where they just treat that as normal
1: well it's it's about habit. it's about uh, what you're used to. it's kind of ingrained into our um our national psyche that we we deserve to live in these kind of houses and we will suffer as a result and, wow. and I think it's only when people go away from New Zealand and and see the uh see the you know this the the lifestyle that other people in other countries are are used to that they realize that we are actually lagging behind and, yeah. and we are actually not doing ourselves a a service by by putting up with it, so yeah. they're coming back here and and hopefully they're um, um, setting the example that that people here can follow.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like insulation and, and ventilation are, are pretty key uh, recommendations that you tend to make.
1: Yep, that would be probably in the uh, the top top three or four. Um, we we get a lot of inquiries about heating and yep. and you know. The efficiency of your heating is is a key outcome that the government is trying to 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 uh, um, to get with its with its warm up new zealand heat uh, uh, clean heat program yeah that the the fact that people are no longer able to access subsidies for that program is is a shame. It's a it's a you know it was, was regarded as uh, an equal part of the clean heat project. Yeah, you know, right. insulation and heating right. went side by side. Yeah. It appears that the. Uh, the funding for heating is no longer going to be available. So, yeah. we as a council still think heating is a really important part of the overall mix. Yeah, the fact that people are not heating their homes, um, even if they're even if they're well insulated, is still going to be a problem going to the future. So, we're still offering um, the ability for people to fund that. Upgrade of their heating and, through their through their rates and, and, and what do on you, their rates
0: what do, what do you say when people ask you what the the best heater is
1: it's the the best heater is the is the heater that's most appropriate for their home yeah and and every home is different so right. our heating recommendations will vary depending on the type of of home and um, obviously if you have a, a really old drafty villa that i'm looking at one up through the window at the moment um, You've got to say they need a pretty substantial heating device. Right. It's probably going to be, um, you know, in the in the solid solid fuel area, probably a pellet fire or a wood burner, yeah. or maybe a um, a radiant heating system fired by uh, fired by gas, and yeah. um, that's substantial enough to to actually heat the whole home. Something with a bit of grunt. um and a more modern airtight. Uh, um, you know house which maybe still has quite large open plan living spaces maybe a heat pump is a, is a good a good um uh you know a good enough device and big enough and and um, efficient enough you know in a well insulated home to heat that large home almost from the one room right so that could be the answer Maybe it's a uh, a panel heater in a bedroom. This is the key, easy thing you can do to to improve the heating in that particular bedroom. So it's or maybe a heat transfer system from a wood burner in a main lounge can can sort out the issue of, of, of that particular room.
0: Yeah. So back to the same philosophy that there's no silver bullet, and it's very situational to the individual ha- home. Very much so. Yeah. Um. Very good. Hey, look, we'd probably wrap it up uh, pretty shortly, but um, just circle back to the the program. You mentioned it was started, uh, the EDA program started in in 2007 by brands, but it's not operated by brands uh, as such anymore.
1: Yeah. So Brand started the program based on its research about the lack of impartial, independent information, and how people, you know, really wanted to to talk directly to someone about what's best for their house. Yeah. And they've um, they ran that as a pilot program for three years. Uh, uh, it started in Waitakere, Hamilton, and Kapiti Coast. Um, expanded to um, uh, to now six different councils around the country. Uh, it's available across the Auckland region. So, being the largest uh, residential centre, it's um, it's available to approximately half of New Zealand homes altogether. So, it's it's um, it's now I guess in a, a stage where brands are no longer managing it. Um, it's managed by the individual councils. And the EDAs have um, established a, um, a, a coordinate an ad hoc organisation to coordinate um, the extension of that to other councils as as they see fit. We run regular conferences, and um, and we we feel that we're um, making some headway there, albeit it's still limited to those six councils. We'd like to see every council in the country have an EDA and then we can really make some some big steps to, to perhaps help to improve that
0: housing stock. That's a good way of looking at it, the, the fact that the the six of you have got a reach that covers up to half of the New Zealand houses, which is a, is an impressive, um, very efficient use of resources there. Um, exactly. But it would and we, we
1: would love to be able to, to, to you know, to, to service more people, um, but at least that provides the opportunity to um, provide, um, you know, telephone advice to people outside those areas, or. Right to um, or to, to to look at their plans online we offer a plan review service for instance Christchurch is the big area that hasn't currently got an EDA but they do have a plan to put one in it's yep. just a matter of um, uh, of them getting all their ducks in a line with their yeah. uh, with their with the rebuild of Christchurch um, but we already offer a plan review service so people in Christchurch can send us their plans if they're building and we can we can uh, review them
0: which is a good point so you don't you don't only go and do visits into existing Homes and help people with renovating and, and retrofitting. You also can help review uh, people's plans for a new house or, or a major renovation. Exactly, and and a
1: lot of our work is um, is to do with uh, formulating council policy and the building consents area. Right, and uh, and and. In, uh, initiatives such as retrofit your home to to try and um, incentivize people to yep. to undertake these and to make it possible or practical for them to do these things. So yeah, um, and, again, and maybe I
0: should. You guys are also Homestar trained as well, aren't you? So you can provide yeah. advice and recommendations. Yeah. We,
1: we are. We are Homestar. Home coaches and uh, and and uh, homestar assessors and in, uh, in a number of cases, yep. so we can we can provide the uh, the service to to people. We can look at their drawings and give them an indication of what kind of homestar rating they're likely to get yep. once the house is built, and we can certify them once the house is built as well.
0: Great, and it, your regular service uh, so your home visits uh, and your. Advice on house plans. How much is that? It's free. What a bargain! So, bargain basement price going once, going twice, and that, away. that's for for uh, for all councils. It's a free service.
1: It's a free service in, in all of the EDA councils. Yes,
0: that's fantastic. So, uh, is your what's the demand like at the moment? Are you are you guys pretty flat out? It's growing all the time.
1: Um, yeah, this year I think. Uh, Fred Braxton and myself in the Auckland Council area did um, over 900 consultations. Wow. And uh, we're um, looking on track for exceeding that in this uh, – that was in the in the 2011-12 year. In this current year, we just started – we're already exceeding the um, the monthly uh, total.
0: So you're going to crack 1,000 this year?
1: Ooh, that, I would it, think it target? would be uh, on
0: the cards, but uh, we're we, – we cannot tell at this stage. <laughs> nice. So, where do people go if they want to find out more about um, Eco Design Advisors? Okay,
1: ecodesignadvisor.org.nz is our website, it's our national website. Each of the councils has a page on their own individual website. So, wherever you are, um, just uh, um, Google the uh, Eco Design Advisor, Hamilton, Capity um, Coast, Palmerston North, Hutt. Nelson, and, and you'll find your EDAs in those areas. And uh, you can dial a, a free phone number as well, 0508 326 337 or 0508 Eco Design, and you'll come
0: through to uh, to our, um, our, our offices and we can connect you to the people that you need to talk to. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time today, Ian. It's much appreciated, given that uh, you, you guys are so busy and out there doing a great job. Um, so, thanks for that and uh, keep up the good work. Best
1: of luck and the best of luck for Homestar as well.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers. Well, that was Ian Scott, the Eco Design Advisor in Auckland. Now, Ian has a colleague here in Auckland, a uh, second Eco Design Advisor, and there are other Eco Design Advisors around the country. Um, and places like Hamilton, Nelson, Hutt, and there is one other as well. But what I suggest you do is jump on, uh, get on, the, on their website, which is ecodesignadvisor.org.nz and check out all their contact details there. But also, if there's not an ecodesign Advisor in your area, I would strongly recommend getting in touch with your council and asking them uh, about getting one because they are very keen to grow their team. They're a great bunch of uh, people, very dedicated, and I've been privileged to go along to some of the events that they've organized to talk about the, the great work that they do. And one of the things that really comes out is is just how positive the feedback is um from the people that they see the the visits the the um people that they visit in home uh really really do value their service so it's definitely worth checking them out they they'll come to your home they'll give independent advice so if you've got things if you're weighing up options at the moment and you want someone completely independent to talk to who's not selling you anything then uh, talk to these guys you can even take your plans in and get them to have a look at those if you're uh, preparing to build a new home or, or do a big renovation, so fantastic resource. Highly recommend uh, checking them out. Uh, that's it from me for this week. Uh, I'm Matthew Cutler Welsh, and this is Homestyle Green. Please do uh, check out our our website, and also uh, we've got a Facebook page as well. Facebook slash Homestyle Green, and would uh, I'd love you to. Um, Give us a like on there and and help grow the the network over there and get some conversation going over on our Facebook page. That's enough for me from this week. Thank you very much for listening and tune in again next week to Homestyle Green.